Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. And right now, we are traveling uh, through the airwaves in a pretty unusual way, I'd say, which is to say, by the seat of our pants. <laughs> we were just sitting downstairs, just got little son down for a nap. Big son started daycare again today. Now, little son, fun thing about him, only sleeps in about 20 minute increments. We've talked about this. But that is to say, we now know that we live our lives 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> and so we're going to be recording this episode probably in two chunks for mm, the rest of Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious. I have my topic prepared. Rachel yeah, does not. I do not. Have you considered the possibility that this is going to be a freakishly long nap and then we're just going to be sitting here? And you're going to be like having to freestyle a topic for the first time. I am wondering. So there, there's a real sliding doors situation where there's the topic I would have prepared oh, had we not started. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And now there's the topic that I will prepare in response to Just whatever by your looking topic. around at shit in the room. Well, no, to oh, whatever okay. your topic is. Okay, I was going to so, say I got a lot of great stuff in my office. So if you see, um, you know, uh, <laughs> rug, uh, rug, I like rug, name tags, mm -hmm. Nintendo 3DS charger that mm -hmm. I have out for some reason, ceiling fan. Ceiling fan, we love him. Yeah. Then, you know what? If that's what we do this episode, that's what we do this episode. People are getting that down, dirty, raw stuff from Wonderful this month, and they know what they signed up for. Yeah. This is Wonderful. It's a show where we talk about things that we like, things that we are into, and we literally just ran up the stairs. I'm a little gassed, as they say. Do you Can have I, any small? I do, actually. Oh, what you got? I was going to make sure that we, we did that segment. Okay, okay. Because I have been wanting to bring this for weeks, and I keep forgetting, and oh. it is, and this is something that... Only people that have been around small infants will know. Yeah. It's getting that fuzz out from in between the fingers. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, if, okay, if you don't have children, I'm going to get nasty here. But sometimes you get some stuff out of your belly button and it's like, whoa, that was a lot of stuff in there. I don't know. Maybe this is just a me thing. But <laughs> it's the same thing, except a child has what? Eight, eight of those crevices in their hands alone? Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. So little, little babies keep their fists clenched very often. Especially so, when they're full of rage yeah. and hatred, like our small <laughs> And so sometimes when they stretch their fingers out, you can get some little fuzz yeah, out from there. Crud. It's the most satisfying. Because it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And it regenerates every day. Instantly. <laughs> I don't know. It's like he's grabbing garments and squeezing, just raking yeah. his thing fingers across them. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, in all that time, I really should have had something, but I didn't. It's fair. You got excited about the finger fuzz. There was an Indian restaurant we used to eat at here all the time oh. in Austin, and it was very reliable, very fast. Everything was pretty tasty. And then I think, did we both get food poisoning, like, or just you? I mean, as I remember it, it was just me. <laughs> you got some of the worst food poisoning I've seen from you, and we said, no, never again. We've been burned. Yeah. And that was not a joke. Three, four years ago? I just like I couldn't I couldn't get excited about it. Yeah, because uh, you've seen it from both sides now, as Joni Mitchell says. <laughs> yeah. And her uh, favorite favorite song. About yeah, about food getting <laughs> getting sick with Indian food. Uh but you know what? This week took a look in the mirror and we said, you know what? Maybe it's time to open our hearts back up. When you have dietary restrictions that rotate around dairy and soy, you start looking at cuisines that are more accessible to you. Yep. And Indian food is a great option Crushing for it. me right now. So uh, we both went wild. We both got two entrees each that yeah. we continued to eat over the course of like a whole week. I just finished mine. and uh, I think of that as like a Travis McElroy tip. Oh, yeah. That uh, I did not exercise until... Very recently. Until you married into our monstrous family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to know what I've prepared for you Please. for my topic for this episode? Is Please. Waterfalls. 
Oh. Not just the song, although I could do a whole thing about the song. Yeah. It is um, Griffin pro- probably has, my favorite TLC song. Griffin has performed that song. I have. It used to be one of my, uh, it was a karaoke go-to for a yeah. while. It was an, I did it a couple times at an open mic. Uh, yes, I, very, I adore that song. Yeah, like a very spirited performance you give. Yeah. It's not one of those like winky like, oh, can you believe I'm singing the song? It's like, no, I it's love this song. It's a fucking good song. Yeah. It's got a beauty, like the, the hook of it is great and the, mm-hmm. the verses go some very interesting and dark places might i add that's fair um but uh no i want to talk about the actual water th- the thing the water thing the f- water feet water feature that makes it sound like a thing you have in your front yard i couldn't find like the classification of it. it's not a body of water it is a it's a it's just when water kind of falls and there's <laughs> that can mean a lot of sort of different things because there's a lot of different types of waterfalls but it's just like i think we can all agree a nice big mountain love it a big canyon. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I've seen some canyons before. I love a good canyon or a gulch with a river running through it. Have yes, you been please. to Niagara Falls? I've not even been to the big boy, no. Oh, that's the biggest boy. I know. You've been there, right? Yeah. It seems like the kind of place that your parents would just kind of spirit you away to <laughs> on a weekend. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I've never been to I would say the most majestic waterfall I've seen is probably Ruby Falls in Chattanooga. Uh, which is uh, an indoor cavernous waterfall. Um, that, that sounds is... like the best beginning to a country song. Ruby Falls, Chattanooga, yeah. or just the the word Chattanooga. <laughs> Chattanooga is fantastic. It was a fine. It was a fine trip. I remember yeah. I took home a lot of uh, fake gemstones from that trip. My nanny mm-hmm. took me. Um, it was a great time at Ruby Falls, but there are far more majestic. If you live in Chattanooga, I'm not trying to diss your your beloved waterfall, but there's better ones out there. But any waterfall I love, and this segment wasn't inspired by some ch- profound waterfall childhood memory that I have. Although living in West Virginia, one of my great regrets is that I was not more naturey because there's a lot of great hiking in West Virginia, obviously, and a lot of great waterfalls that I found while uh, looking looking up this segment. Uh, yeah, you know, I will say at some point in our relationship. Relationship, Griffin expressed his shock to me that I had never been whitewater rafting. Yes. And then expressed to me that it was a very easy thing to come by where you lived. Yeah, I mean, I only did it a few times, but every time it left like an indelible impression on me of just like, I need to be more outdoorsy because this <laughs> fucking rules. And it does. <laughs> whitewater rafting is kind of like going over a, a bunch of really small waterfalls. If you think about it, <laughs> sometimes you go over a big waterfall, but I was never a good enough rafter to do that. Anyway, waterfalls. Uh, what inspired it is it's been raining constantly in Austin, and we have a creek that runs through our backyard, a sort of short hop from our house, and it's been going nonstop since these rains have come. And a little walk down the creek, there's like this really nice sort of rocky step where the water just goes down like three feet or so over like a series of of, uh, of rocky steps, and it's so lovely. And me and Henry raced sticks and leaves down it, and it was just delightful, and it made me think like, anytime I see a waterfall, it's like the one thing in nature that like guaranteed I will see it and just be like, wow, mm. that's good stuff. Um, so I, I have learned a lot about waterfalls today, uh, specifically that there's a lot of different, uh, classifications and ratings, uh, and the ratings are like sort of on a logarithmic scale. So something like, I think Angel Falls is the tallest waterfall in the world. I believe it's in Venezuela. It's, it's very, very big. And so it's a a 10 rating, uh, uh, Niagara Falls, I think is maybe a nine. Uh, and then obviously like 
a weak one in our backyard is probably, I don't even know if it would register on the scale, but there's a ton of different types of waterfalls that I'd never really even kind of thought about before. There's lots of different ways that water can fall off a thing, huh? <laughs> I have no idea how to contribute to this. <laughs> okay, so there's there are ledge waterfalls where the water you know, goes over the edge and then it stays partially in contact with the wall of bedrock as it, mm. as it goes down. And then from there, those get broken down into uh, sheet falls where the water is wider than the waterfall is high. But on the inverse are curtain falls where it's a narrow stream that falls a farther way down. And then there are classical falls where it's just like a square, where it's just the height and, and the length of the waterfall are the same. But that's if the water stays in contact with the wall, which sometimes it does the whole way down which are called horsetail falls, oh which gosh. is very good. And horsetail falls, you can think of as like a slide, right? Like the water stays in contact with the wall the entire way down. Uh, and sure enough, that breaks down into slides, ribbons, shoots, and fans, where it you know sp- splashes down oh and then kind of spreads out, right? And then there are plunge falls, where the water just goes over the edge and falls all the way down. And those are the ones that you do not want to stand underneath <laughs> because it will hurt your body quite a bit when that big water falls right on you. Um, There are ephemeral falls that uh, only run, obviously, after rains, such as the bodacious and proud waterfall in our backyard, uh, or glacial meltwater. There's a lot of sort of glacial falls in, you know, national parks and also, you know, glaciers. Um, But what I found really fascinating about waterfalls that I learned about when studying about these majestic big beauties, and again... I don't think I ever had a sort of geological study class, like, ever in all of my tutelage. Oh, I literally took geology my freshman year of college. Mm. Maybe the worst grade I've ever gotten in a college course. <laughs> I had to take, okay, so I, same, I had to take one of the requirements to graduate from Marshall is you had to take an earth sciences class, which could yeah. mean anything. And I I may have taken a geology class, actually, now <laughs> I think about it, but I only went to it like three times during test days, and I just like studied oh, really hard before those. you people are the worst. I mean, I got like a C, <laughs> but I I passed the class because uh, I didn't care about, well, learning, but also geology. But now I find this stuff very, very fascinating. Um, so what I find very fascinating is that there are these ephemeral falls that only run at certain times, but in a, a manner of speaking, all waterfalls are ephemeral because the rate at which they experience erosion is so much faster than any other form of of erosion you can think of, aside from, I guess, like beachside erosion where the waves are lapping away at it. Uh, You get at the edge of the water where the waterfall sort of like falls off, that erodes fairly quickly, right? And then if it makes contact with the wall as it goes down, that erodes very quickly. And then it hits the bottom and splashes, and that throws water quickly up onto the the bedrock wall which erodes that away which is why a lot of waterfalls have sort of caverns behind them and as that erodes that makes the top of the waterfall erode even faster so like at uh at its fastest the uh the like peak of a waterfall where the water goes over the surface that point can retreat a meter and a half every year which is wow super 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 fast now i'm really wondering about niagara falls if it's like gotten bigger i mean i think niagara falls is big enough that uh it's it's but if it just keeps getting wider because of the erosion yeah maybe i don't know because naturally like waterfalls turn into gulches or valleys or or whatever as they fall uh not only that but the erosive 
which I don't know if it's a word, uh, <laughs> force at the bottom of the waterfall, right? The water hits the, the pool at the bottom. And a lot of the times that will dig a hole downward as, as the force of that water goes. And then that will form a whirlpool, which will catch, you know, sediment and rocks and everything in it and basically form this insane drill that will just burrow down into the earth as these rocks get whipped around against other rocks super, super quickly in this, this whirlpool, which like changes the, the, you know, geography of the waterfall even, even further. Uh, I found that so fascinating. It's something I'd never really considered before. Like I'm, I, I find things like the very, very slow formation of like stalagmites and stalactites uh, as water drips through the limestone or whatever. And over the course of like millions of years forms this, you know, rocky spire. Like that's rad to me. Cenotes are like in like so wild that there can be these underwater channels that run over the like the entirety of, of, of you know, a whole country, a whole landmass yeah. uh, that is formed just by water pressing up against a thing. I think yeah. that's really interesting. And waterfalls like are doing that at like a nearly visible rate, like yeah. at a, a, a rate that you could potentially clock if you keep going back to the same waterfall over the course of a year. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. I think you like geology. I might like geology. I think maybe you should, you know, do some more of it. I just find, I find forces like that very interesting. And I think that it, what, I, what sort of resonated with me while learning about waterfalls was that maybe that is part of the majesty of it, right? Like waterfalls look, I think, objectively very cool. Like it is a it is a lovely thing to see a nice big waterfall or even like a small babbling brook or some rapids or whatever. Like that's very interesting. But learning like the righteous power of these things yeah. that they form these like hydro drills down into the ground like it is that why they're so majestic like is that a contributing factor of it like you see it and just part of you knows like damn that's strong water right that's there powerful water that's really powerful well i mean water. there's the whole thing with the dams right like yeah you you hold that water back and you can you can run a city yeah <laughs> that's exactly. how that works right yeah <laughs> Uh, and also, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that's, I mean, that's God's white noise right there. That is the first, that's the first white noise, you know, the first, yeah. the first human beings to need a sort of sleep aid, took a camp out by a waterfall and they were like, damn, that was the best sleep I ever got in my whole life. Yeah. It must be this incredible waterfall mm -hmm. making this soothing sound. It's not always soothing. Sometimes it's loud as hell. There's a series of falls called the Agrabes Falls in South Africa. Uh, and they just plummet, just these, a, a, a whole wall of waterfalls, a, a series of them that fall into this barren canyon that echoes the oh. sound of the waterfall. And you can hear it up to 25 miles away. Wow. So that's a pretty loud one. That Where is might, this? Uh, South Africa, the wow. Agrabis Falls. It's, it, it, that might be a little too much white noise, even for me. But uh, waterfalls, man, they're good. Yeah. They're good and I appreciate them. Don't let it be said, like, Griffin, he's indoor. He only likes his video games. He stays inside. He plays in Halo, and he plays a Final Fantasy, and he stays inside, and he just games out with all of his internet buddies. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. But I can get out there. Yeah. I can find... You uh, can go look at something. I look at a waterfall. I'm like, that's like a Master Chief to me, but in na but nature made <laughs> Waterfalls is nature's Master's Chief. That's beautiful. Then can I steal you away? Yes. Thanks.
it can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in wow the yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? Is <laughs> factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Oh, man, we got a couple of bombs here, and I want to read the first one, can I please? Yes. Because it's for bro, and it's from bro, who says... Hey, bro. Thanks for being the best friend a person could ever hope for. We've been through a lot over the last couple of years, but I know we have nothing but wonderful things coming our way. No regrets. I love you. Also, if this is around your birthday, happy birthday. Uh, it sounds like bro wanted this for early June, so just crushed it. Uh, I like this because there's a lot of bros out there listening. There is. And it's like, is that for me? It could Maybe. be. Yeah. Maybe. Look in your heart, are you, bro? Hey, you, bro? <laughs> How do you say that word if you like if you like saw someone on the street and you're like that's my bro right there? How would you say that? I would say bro. You wouldn't give it a little bra. No. You wouldn't get. Hold on, wait. Would you get a little bra bra? No, honey. Okay. Can I read the next one? Oh yeah. Uh, this is for Chikara. It is from M. Hi, Chikara. This is a message to remind you that your existence is a gift to everyone around you. The world is so much brighter because you are in it. I know the past year has been crushingly heavy. Thank you for keeping on. You are doing an amazing job. Things will get better. And you are very good. From M. I believe it. And I didn't until this incredible message from M to Chikara that 
bad bad skies are gonna not be bad. Put on a happy face. We all had to do a quarantine, but put on a happy face. We got vaccines all over the place. I wish you knew like more about musical theater. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I let you down constantly with that lack of knowledge. It's the only way in which you let me down constantly. Oh, but it, it, it is constant. It is constant. But like that means that every other way you are a perfect, perfect partner for me. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we fanti you. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. Rachel, it's a brand new day. <laughs> Literally, because we couldn't finish this yesterday, but we've got probably another eight minutes here. Do you want to tell me about your topic for this week's episode, which is now certainly going to be late? (laughs) Stripes. Oh, man. In the context of clothes, are we talking about zebra? Are we talking about... um, Talking about about fashion. The white ones. Fashion stripes. Okay, okay. I'm wearing them right dang now, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, I was wearing them yesterday. I was also wearing them yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was wearing, and I'm ashamed to admit this, striped t-shirt with flannel over it, and I wore that to daycare to drop off our son. Isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> I'm your husband. That might get, like, come, but they might track that back to you. I don't, I don't really mind your fashion. Okay, stripes then. Yeah, stripes. I love stripes. Oh, for sure. Always love stripes. Yeah. Horizontal, vertical. You remember that song that's like, polka dots, checks, and stripes was a fashion? This thing is like Raffi or something? No. You didn't fuck with Raffi? I mean, as much as any kid did. As much as any kid fucked with Raffi, I guess. <laughs> um, I I find myself just completely drawn to stripes, um, both yeah. like in my clothes and then also just like in patterns on like, you know, furniture and like, uh, you know, gear. Yeah, you yeah, I've noticed that about like you. Like if I were to get like a an accessory, like a like a purse or a shoe. Yeah, sure, a bangle. I love a stripe on it. A brooch. <laughs> we talk about a lot how you say that word. Brooch and not brooch. It's yeah. got to be one of those it's okay either way things, yeah. I like mean, aunt or aunt. Oh man. But it's what it says. Yeah, sure. You know? Stripes, huh? Stripes. Um a lot of a lot of history behind stripes. Um, okay. Do you this, have a Do you have a sense like when you think of like the iconic stripe? What are you thinking of? Um, like a sailor's outfit. Yeah, yeah. Like blue and white, like the sailors wore. It. I don't know if it had a functional purpose. Yeah. Like if you fell in the water, like the stripes made it easier to see your clothes. So that is part of it, yeah. So we're talking about fishermen, uh, French sailors in 1858. Mm. Um, the stripes made it easier for 
people to find him if they fell into the water. I can't believe I got that right. Are I you know. kidding me? Yeah. That's wild. You're 100% right. Um, it's so rare during one of your segments <laughs> that I feel smart. Uh, this is a, this is a big moment for me. I really needed this today. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a very like French look. Like when I like if you do like a black and white stripe, you know, a little You're beret. A mime. It's like a mime costume. Well, that too. Mm. Is that but is that something that is like st- was a standard sort of French garment for non mimes? Um, so there's, there's a history of stripes that go back to the middle ages. Okay. And in the middle ages, it was like, not, it was like, not a good look. It was like (laughs) the example they give, they say only the social outcasts, such as prostitutes, jugglers, and clowns wore the pattern. Mm, It's my favorite share song. (laughs) Jugglers. Jugglers. Yeah, the, the hatred of jugglers, I guess. Has I don't can I say can I admit something? You don't really care. About I don't really even care yeah. about that anymore. It's a strange, strange bit to adopt. Then I think it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, there are archives that say in 1310 in northern France, a cobbler was condemned to death for being spotted wearing stripes. I mean, I assume that people at some point in history, have been condemned to death for every yeah, conceivable thing at this point. That's fair. Uh, and then, of course, you know, prisoners prisoners wore sure. stripes. Yeah. So um, if they fell in the water, it would be easier to see to see them. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason for this? Because fu- now I'm thinking about, like, if there's a functional reason for stripes as prison, well, prisoner. Well, it, it's the same as the water, right? Like, it's just easier to see. It stands out, the stark contrast. Yes, You know, yeah. like, if you're running away in, like, a solid color, it's easier for you to blend in. Well, that's, I guess why orange, I don't, I, I, I don't know if this yeah. is a thing. No, we don't know. Be, yeah. We don't know this. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, a pattern of any kind would stand out. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, could have been, could have been checkerboard. Yeah. You know? Sure. If How come all flannel is checkered? Not all flannel is checkered, but like when people talk about a flannel shirt, flannel is the material, not the pattern, right? True. That's weird, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So, and then we talk about fashion. We're talking about like Adidas with the three stripe pattern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's been around since 1928. Adidas. Yeah. All Day I Dream About Soccer has been around since 1928. Uh-huh. Isn't that wild? Have we... Is that the real acronym for it? No, I don't it? think so. I think that's like middle school <laughs> apocrypha. <laughs> I'll have to Google that later to see if that's something that like my friend John in middle school told me and I thought it was the truth until this day. <laughs> it may not be. Um, and then we're talking about, uh, about the stripes you see Tommy Hilfiger big on the- Oh man, I forgot about Tommy The red, Hilfiger. white, and blue stripes, you know? Can I admit something? Yeah. I had a Game Boy Color when I was young and for like a birthday or something, someone got me a, a customizable faceplate for it that you could snap on the front of the Game Boy and it came with like little acrylic paints that you could paint whatever you wanted. And I did a red, white, and blue Tommy Hilfiger stripe pattern on it. Whoa. It's pretty cool. Look. So not patriotism. You were No. You were Tommy Hilfiger. No. It was I, the only patriotism I have is for the country of Thomas <laughs> Hilfiger. <laughs> um and I wanted to talk a little bit about the like horizontal versus vertical. Yeah. You know, people say like vertical stripes are slimming. 
I I I put nothing behind that. Yeah, and it, as as right you shouldn't because <laughs> it has been disproven. Um, 1925, Hermann von Helmholtz created the Helmholtz solution, which was two squares containing equally spaced stripes, one vertical, one horizontal, uh, to kind of identify whether you know the horizontal lines look taller and narrower. Okay, um, and so. And in that study, it did suggest that the stripes did look no for okay I, taller and thinner. Yes, if they were. I yeah. uh, optical illusions are like sort of objectively yeah true for the most part. I was saying that like I have never looked at a shirt exactly and looked at the layout of its stripes and gone mm, that will change the shape of me yeah in someone's eyes and maybe it does or doesn't but I could give a shit. Yeah, later research suggests that when you put stripes on a body it does it does nothing. Mm. Like it doesn't change the like they did research to figure out whether it changed people's perceptions. Yeah. And it, it you know, I say that. I don't uh I don't own I don't believe I own any vertically striped shirts. Yeah, I, but I that's not that's not because of how it makes my body look. They just it's don't just, make shirts like that really. Yeah, it's not it's a strange And and if if they do, sometimes you're in danger of of looking like a um like a barber. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know how you got there. Though. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When I think of a vertical stripe, I think of like the red and white. The barber pole? Yeah. You know that's not a vertical stripe. It's like a curly one that goes oh, diagonal. Yeah. That's right. That's okay. That's right. They're, I don't think there is a costume that has a vertical stripe on it necessarily. Oh, what about Beetlejuice? Are those ver- Those are horizontal, I thought. Are they? I would have to look at the man to find out. I'm sorry, I gotta Google it. I'm not. Gonna I mean, you could just say his name a couple more times. No, we can't and he would say show it out up loud. Here. Okay. Oh, interesting. So the sleeves are horizontal, but the the torso is vertical. What a so we're both right. A mold breaker. <laughs> God, that Beetlejuice is so funny. You know, you do have vertically striped uh, underwear. Now that I'm thinking about it, I do, I do, I do, and, and that's fine. And it it makes. It makes your business. I mean, all of it does. Look taller. Makes my zone look like wicked tall. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, so that's my topic, stripes. (laughs) Hey, it's good. Was it worth the wait? It was. You did have a full-blown 24-hour period to prepare this topic, and I appreciate the the legwork that went into it. Um, I think in the annals of history, people are going to look back on this episode. It's the one where we talked about falling water and... (laughs) <laughs> the design of stripe and say that was, was it episode. their was it their hardest hitting episode no was it their most momentous one no was it one that they had exactly about 30 minutes between the course of two entire earth days to record yes it was <laughs> um no but i do appreciate stripes it makes you think huh i just i think we both wear a lot of stripes and i think it's great i think it is too I think it is too. I also like a polka dot, but I didn't look into that. Oh, that I, that I don't know about. <laughs> what about a floral pattern? Oh, Let's all go floral. back and forth and talk about our favorite patterns on clothing. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Uh, go check out all the shows on MaximumFun.org. They got a bunch of really, really good ones like um, Triple Click and Stop Podcasting Yourself, Judge John Hodgman, 
uh, One Bad Mother. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of really good shows all on MaximumFun.org. And we have other stuff at McElroy.family if you want to check it out. Merch yeah, and the Yeah, like. I saw you all announced your uh, virtual live show. Yeah, we're doing another live virtual Mabim Bam, I believe, June 25th. And you can find tickets for that at McElroy.family. Sawbones is opening. Sawbones is opening. It's going to be a real, a real heck of a good time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, apologies for this short episode. Again, we're, we're things by the end of this month, things are going to be, uh, <laughs> well, this is, it's not wishful thinking. We feel pretty confident by the end of this month, things are going to be kind of back to normal for us. And we'll get And I to, am way too superstitious to say anything like that. Rachel does not. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel has knocked on enough wood to bloody her knuckles <laughs> to sort of permanently. Um, but you know, we're having a good time. And um, the special me- the special memories of this time, when you cherish <laughs> them in your heart, it's a special. It's like you're pupating inside of the chrysalis of love that is um, and emerge. You emerge, and it's the memories are the special ones that you keep in your heart. And mm-hmm. where there's one set of footprints, that's where you... The colors of the wing, the wind, painted yes, the memories. Of the memories of the wind beneath our wings. Mm. And that's babies! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.